Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Brace Harris. And my name is Victoria Fenton. And we are... Unveiled. Welcome back, everybody. Today is an exciting day. As is an exciting day. Wow. Wow, find the actor in the room. <laughs> I need to do my to my warm-ups. Right. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> round and round the rugged rock. Okay. I feel like... It's like your Shakespeare like moment. Like oh, there's no Shakespeare. Trust me. <laughs> There's no, there's no Shakespeare. Is it all just blue steel and like? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yes, you're very cheeky today, and I, and I appreciate oh, it. Oh my goodness, guys! If you knew the effort to just get to this moment of recording mm-hmm. this podcast right now, um, it's been a thing, hasn't it? Yes. To the extent of googling, is Mercury retrograde? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which it is. It, it is. Um, but we're here. We're live uh, for we're the most part. Yes. <laughs> um, we are alive. And just today's today is an exciting day, especially for those of you who have been with us uh, the past two episodes. Um, previously, we have discussed human design, uh, how wonderfully in, uh, it works with kind of understanding your life a little bit better. We have talked about the gene keys and how that interacts and it moves within and through everything um, on a little bit more esoteric, spiritual level. And today we are going to discuss how to integrate these two disciplines, which from my understanding, actually were created separately, but yet they very much flow together. And when used simultaneously, can, you can have some major insights into your life. And we're also going to share how we use not just these two systems together, but within a personal development coaching business, which we run. Yes. Um, and within um, our premier coaching offering, everyone gets all of this. Everyone gets the human design stuff for them and their family or their business relationships, whatever matters, whatever makes sense, and all of the Gene Keys insights. Because it's not just about having these systems, which are very kind of standalone and, oh, I know this about myself, but it doesn't relate to anything else that I do. Mm-hmm. So we're going to share how... We, and I think I'm probably correct in saying we are pioneering the use of this within a coaching setting because I think that there are the occasional people who will do a bit more kind of life coaching along with human design, but most people are human design readers or Gene Keys like ambassadors. But using all of these systems within a framework of, as we were sharing, uh, I think in our last podcast about coming home to oneself and really finding oneself, I think we are almost unique in the world in doing all of this and offering all of this level of insight to our clients basically yes i agree and i'm glad you used the word unique because that was the the word that was floating around in my mind Mm. it's you know traditionally it's like you said you either have the readers and people that interpret and then you have people who love to apply it but don't necessarily have the in-depth knowledge Mm. uh that you do Mm -hmm. um when it comes to these two um disciplines. Mm -hmm. And so today we get to share what that could potentially, or what it does look like for us and what it could potentially look like for you. Yes. And that is very exciting. Yeah. And if you are a coach listening, as we alluded to last time, 
um, listen up because there is a huge amount of mileage in being able to leverage this in your business and we are going to teach it basically you know we will at some point which all the dates are to be decided but we will be running training so that you can use this within your practice excellent very nice there is your wonderful introduction from your amazing hosts (laughs) now just as a review for those who may be joining us for this podcast We're talking about human design and then separately Gene Keys and the previous two episodes. Mm -hmm. This is the third. Can you give us a... a Brief. Yes. Yeah. Like a breakdown. So essentially, um, Anne Brace is correct. The two systems were kind of developed separately and independently, but they very much feed off one another. And the way I see them is that one is an evolution of the other. So human design is a self-awareness system. It's very mechanical. It's very process driven, Mm. Um, but it does take your time and date and place of birth and use those the information gained in that um, moment um, and applies it to effectively the 64 gates of the ancient I Ching. But those are then brought into a body graph, which is used to give your, you an insight into how to make decisions as your specific type. And realistically, human design is incredibly difficult to nutshell. So if that's at all intrigued you, go back and listen to the human design podcast because you can't do, do it justice in brief. Gene Keys uses the same infrastructure of that 64, and it's a very different contemplative technology or system. It's absolutely different, and it's not necessarily about this is who you are as a human being. It's much more a descriptor and a broader perspective of how you fit into consciousness and the things that you're here to deal with in your life. Mm. And we spent a long time in our Gene Keys podcast going through things like the Venus sequence, and we shared about our personal Venus sequences, and and it's, it's a much softer system which is very much about the essence that you bring and how that can shift in terms of the frequency and the quality of the frequency with which you live your life um and it's much it can be much less personal um but you can also deal with like looking at your specific sequences but just to be super 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 clear it's the same data set so it's the same definitions as we would call them in human design that are used within what the gene keys would refer to as the hologenetic profile Mm. love it so and this just occurred to me Mm. so human design is more specific to you gene keys is more everything Mm -hmm. yes and you can contemplate anything within gene keys you don't need to know your keys and as we were sharing just read the book you know you can have all sorts of insights about when you use the word consciousness it's always really difficult because people have a different perspective of what that means and i'm not talking about human consciousness i'm talking about the living breathing fabric of the universe is how we were describing it in our last episode yes and it's in, it's also interesting. This is also occurring to me now. It's almost like human design is the micro. Because mm-hmm. if you've listened to some of our other podca- podcasts, I'm big on m- micro world versus macro. Mm-hmm. It's like human design is the micro mm-hmm. if we're thinking about our own consciousness yes. within the, the fabric of everything. Yes. And then Gene Keys is more this broad macro world yes. version yes. And so of the, consciousness study. Yes. Yeah, it's very cool. And the utility of them, I suppose, in a personal development context, human design is about self-awareness. It's about how mm-hmm. you know yourself and what you feel is your own way of behaving in the world with respect to other people, decisions, 
life. Gene Keys is very much more a system which can facilitate development, progression, inner world, evolution. Evolution. Mm. Did that uh, ring true for anyone? Is anyone looking to evolve personally mm. and, you know, if we talk about purpose and, and mm. all that kind of stuff on, mm. a, on the macro mm. universal level, mm. where do you fit into the fabric of everything? Mm. And it's about practical consciousness and, yeah. and where you feel this whole, what the meaning of all of this is. Mm. Um, so yeah, and those, the, that's kind of the utility of the systems and why you would be drawn to them. And I think that for, for someone like myself who has um, both skill sets, if you like, it's very easy to swim between the waters of them because essentially you're using the same framework. So you've got these 64 archetypes. So really what I am as a student of the ancient I Ching, I mean, I've never really read the ancient I Ching because it's basically impenetrable, but it is mm. ultimately what I have immersed myself in for the last two decades of my life, if you like, is those 64 core energies which make up reality at all the different levels. So you can give me a gate, which gate and gene key, it's the same word, if you like, it's the same thing. You can give me a gate and I see it on all the levels. And we spent a long time talking about the alethiometer within this the golden compass and yeah. historic materials, because that is basically what the main character is doing in that. She's taking one symbol and seeing it on all the levels. And so in order to integrate those two systems. And, you know, Gene Keys, for various reasons, non-malicious particularly, but Gene Keys has done a very good job of distancing itself from human design. So there are people within the Gene Keys world that have no concept of what human design even is. There are also people within the Gene Keys world who just see these numbers in their own sequences and don't understand where they come from. Mm. They have no concept. Whereas for me, depth is so powerful getting deep knowledge is so powerful so i can take a gate or a gene key and i can give you kind of the the word or the phrase that encapsulates it in uh, the ray by ching so the human design lexicon mm -hmm. then i can also give you the three words that would cover it within the um the gene key spectrums and then i can also explain the essence of it and i think that having an, a capacity to feel into the essence of these 64 archetypes is what allows me to be good at my job actually it's like i can see behind the veil again yeah. no pun intended but i can see behind the veil of the, the macrocosm if you like and so when somebody comes to me for just a reading it's a trip because <laughs> you know, it's not like i do a lot of explaining the, the human design basics but then I'm diving into how the strategies within the human design type are influenced by your wound patterns, for example. So we didn't go into it in massive detail within the human design podcast because it would have been too complicated. But each of the nine centers has a not self theme. So it has a theme that is expressed through the human when somebody is living from that center but doesn't have it defined so it's the not self part of it and so depending on what that theme is like for example let's take the ego center within human design because it's the most um, common undefined center it's all about willpower it's all about self-esteem the not self strategy is you will feel the need to compete with everyone all the time so that is an essence of something that's underneath the surface of that person and as a coach 
you can take that and go, well, okay, so here we have a person who has maybe imposter syndrome, maybe feels never good enough, mm. maybe, and then you will know their trauma history and all of the childhood events that they've been through, and you can layer those events in with, okay, and this person will always feel like they have to compete. Which gives you a much more specific strategy about how to approach your coaching with them right and it also like if you can explain that to them you know oh wow imagine be, the years of yeah. trauma that are just resolved when you just say yeah but you're always going to have felt when you're a child like you needed to compete with your older sibling mm-hmm. or and you, you can see it happen in people's eyes when you just explain a truth and they just like visibly exhale it's like yes oh that Oh, that's why that that's that's a core thing for me. And you also don't give them a task that they can't fulfill. So I'm never going to say to somebody with an open ego, you just need to have all the self-worth in the world and then life will come to you because it's never going to happen. And so you get to give them the framework for what's possible and permission to feel a bit crap in certain areas of their life. You give someone permission to live their own experience. And that's why it's powerful. You give them literal freedom with the knowledge gleaned from these two disciplines. Mm. And I, what and an amazing tool. It's huge. And if then you tie in the Venus sequence, so their wounding, wound patterns, you can actually take this one open center, your knowledge of their adverse child events or trauma history or just their life. I mean, trauma, small t, where like not everything works out perfectly all the time. And then you can take, oh, but their core wound, their real pattern, just the essence of the line is say fear or it's to do with, you know, separation, like we were talking about for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, so when you don't feel good enough and you feel like you have to compete, you will go into this pattern of disconnection and separation and you'll never feel like you can actually connect to the people. So say this fictional example, they've got an older sibling who they feel like they always were in competition with. They never got the love that they wanted from their parent, but also they then really wanted to connect to their elder sibling, but their pattern was separation. You can just explain to them almost within a sentence, you have this open ego, you will always have felt inferior and desperately wanted connection, but couldn't actually get over that wound bridge to connect to your sibling. And you almost in a sentence resolve decades of And pain. that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. That's literally how you, it's not your fault. Yeah. It like takes all the pressure and off of someone. And it's so funny that you say that because it's almost like the people, people with open egos tend to believe that things are always their fault or never their fault. Mm-hmm. And the thing with this example is the narrative that's often there is, oh, but my sibling never wanted to connect to me. And you actually give people power back when you say, that was a huge part of your responsibility because you were disconnected and they can take a bit of responsibility back for the patterns. Empowering themselves. hundred percent. And so that's just a small micro example of how this knowledge is empowering because it makes your history make sense. And a big part of the work that we're doing in coaching is allowing people to let go of some of the strategies and patterns that they've adopted as a response to challenge and trauma. If you give someone an explanation of the why of why something's happened, it's just innate within the nervous system that actually the rationale behind that strategy disappears. So you drop the strategy because it's not relevant anymore. So this is transformational. By tying 
our work as coaches and knowing the layers of how our nervous system responds and reacts and that everything is patterns and strategies and responses. Yeah. And and if you're one of those people who you've had the story about your life forever, that Mm. story has influenced your life. And remember, it's your story. These are tools that can help you shift and change that story backed up with actual science and reasoning. Because, I mean, I'm a science and reason guy. I Mm. need to know the why Mm -hmm. behind everything. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I gained from learning what little I know Mm. about gene keys and human design. Mm is it allowed me to change that story without a whole big part of me putting up a massive fight yeah. about letting it go. Yeah. It's like, I didn't have to go in and do parts work or, or anything like that, which are amazing disciplines in their own right. Sure. But that part of me who kept wanting to hold on to that story yeah. of why this was the way that it was, my parents just didn't understand me or yeah. whatever happened to me is the reason I'm, it allowed me to, to let go of that story mm-hmm. with with grace mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. and knowledge, practical knowledge, mm. I think practical, mm. that allowed me to breathe mm. in a completely different way. And that may make sense to some of you in, in other realms. If you know human design, if you know Gene Keys, you will... And, and you kind of follow it and are into it, you'll know what I'm talking about. For mm. those of you who do not, that's one of the beautiful gifts mm. about these disciplines. Mm. And the best part is Victoria is a master and basically both <laughs> at the same time, mm. which is how many people in the world do you think actually are masters in both? I don't think anyone. I think I'm probably the only person in the world. Who... Well, there you, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And it, I think it's... Um, I think I'm lucky because it is, it's like it's my language. It's somehow in my DNA anyway. So yeah. it isn't just a study. It's, it's Which is it. not just, I know for a fact, it's not just you saying that because I know more about your design and, and your gene keys and so on. Yeah. So that's actually naturally in you yes. to be able to facilitate in, in this manner. Well, and one of the huge things that I do have within both the gene keys and the human design stuff is the ability to assim- assimilate ginormous tons of information and condense it and deliver it in a very simple, easy way. Um, and that works in many forms. Like within our business, I do a million tons of investigation and tell you we're going with this system. And it's like that that essence of that capacity is written into my design. Um, but also, you know, what... I didn't talk about it in the human design podcast, but you can do link nodes so you can get life paths and actually understand much more about where people come from and all that stuff. So And like it, how you guys work, can work together yes. to create a better existence. Yeah. So, well, link nodes is to do with um, your own nodes on either side and they link together. So it ties your design and your personality together. But yes, absolutely. So a big part of relationships is we don't know the other person because we can't live inside them. Right. But having their human design or their gene keys, you can understand them a bit better. And I, you know, I think it's relevant to give another example of this open center, not self strategy stuff, Um, just because it will help people explore it a bit more and feel into it. And let's take well let's take because we both have egos which means that that understanding of competition is not something that we have but we do have difference when it comes to the solar plexus say Mm -hmm. so 
It is the most empowering thing that you can do for anyone to explain to them why they experience emotion the way they experience emotion. It's like, it's transformative. So for you... Yes, it is. Take it from me. It is transformative. Yeah. And for you, understanding your wave and the emotional wave that you go through and that it's not dependent on life circumstances, it just is an is thing, and it's all about time and it will pass, has empowered you to not try to cling to any moment on the wave, mm-hmm. cling onto the highs, you know, get lost in the lows, and understand that you exist on a wave function. And the thing about emotional waves is, it, as I said to you yesterday, it totally slows everything down. Even for a manifester you have to slow down to the pace of your emotional wave. And that is very, can feel a little bit disempowering and we'll come back to that in a second, just put a pin in that. Um, But actually it's very empowering because when you actually understand that those moments that you should have been happy, quote unquote, and you really weren't, Mm. you just forgive yourself for them because you live in a wave. Yes. You can stop listening to what everyone else was telling you was the reason Mm -hmm. you were feeling the way you were feeling or experiencing what you were experiencing. Mm -hmm. And you can have your own, forgive, forgive, you can have your own truth about it and your own knowing about it. You don't have to rely on, well, I I didn't know the answer, so I just listened to what my parents told me Mm. it was. Mm. And that's just the way I've always been able to rationalize it and Mm. now there's this whole other rationale that you can bring in Mm. to how you live your life Mm -hmm. that really helps you understand that's based solely and specifically on you for you Mm. and it allows you to do revisionist histories you can like completely reframe your past and just to speak to the converse of that so i have i don't have a defined emotional center so i don't have a defined emotional wave and emotional people always envy that but the experience of not having an emotional definition means that you pick up on everybody else's emotional definition. So you actually feel way more at the highs and the lows. So you can have really terrible lows as a, an open emotional person. Mm. Um, but you also feel a bit crazy because you can walk into a room and feel desperately sad and walk out and it disappears. And so you actually develop this ability to... like question your own experience of emotions because everything seems so temporary and it's like the you're living on quicksand emotionally because you can go into a room and you'd be bawling in tears and walk out and not feel anything you know and actually a big part of what we've just been through here with all the frustrating technology i was feeling it way more than you were we were both frustrated but i was picking up on your frustration as well as my own kind of frustration and it just becomes a big compounds thing. it, it yeah. compounds it and it will they say that you 10x it so think of an open solar plexus like a, a, a stereo um like a speaker that's the word i'm looking mm-hmm. for so you, the input is the emotional wave from the defined emotional person but you then magnify it 10 times so what you tend to get with um, particularly unemotional, quote unemotional children, is they're the ta- temper tantrum ones because they'll walk into a room where people have emotional definition and they'll, they won't know what to do with it because nobody teaches us how to manage emotions. Blow it up tenfold and they look like the, the temper tantrum child. It happened in my family. Man too. And everyone else feels that um, the the person with the temper tantrums is the emotional one mm-hmm. when really they're the emotional receiver and they're picking up on everyone else's emotional wave and I was the only open emotional center in my family my family are very defined even 
my dad, my parents split up when I was six, but even in the very early years, my dad is very defined. My brother is super defined. Um, my mum is incredibly defined. And it's like I was the sensitive one, so I looked like the problem. And just explaining that to me, I mean, I joked in our human design podcast that my mum came home the day she got it and said, you, you don't have any emotions. That's what she was meaning. She was meaning you're right. undefined emotionally. Yeah. But of course, what did I do when she said that? Of course I did. What? Yeah, right. Um, but, and I hated that, that moment because it's like, how dare you deny my emotional experience? But actually she wasn't. She was completely validating it. She was saying, I know why now you had, you looked like you were the problem. And I think, I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but I, I think we did because we were talking about being taken, you were taken to a, like a counsellor or a therapist or something when you were young. Well, so was I. And it was because I was having tantrums about there being no Ribena in the fridge because I was picking up on the emotional density of the fact that my parents had just separated and my mum was distraught, my brother was lost, and I was too. Mm. But I was having temper tantrums about being no Ribena in the fridge. Everyone else just wasn't dealing with their emotional shit, and I was just feeling it all, and I was the one that ended up at the counsellor. And it's interesting because the thing that I got from that counsellor, it's a, it's a weird story, but I don't mind sharing it, is um, she had a box of toys. I mean, I must have been seven or eight. She had a box of, like teddies and toys and things like that and I developed this real attachment to one of them and she let me take it home and actually what I was basically doing coaches out there will understand this is self-soothing with something external so that I could diffuse some of the feelings and have that tactile diffuse stuff Mm. so and this is all layering in everything we know so that self-soothe moment is a tactile somatic release so we do somatics and trauma-informed work in our practice because it's like the whole thing has to fall into the soup so that you understand why you did the things you did what helped you why that helped you and what you were actually dealing with and it completely allows you to see yourself with such compassion because you understand the things you're feeling i think that that's something that needs reiteration seeing yourself with compassion Mm -hmm. man how many of us out there never ever 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 do that Mm -hmm. i would say a majority of us Mm. and just judgment like it's i think the biggest thing to understand from the human design side of this is that you always want what you don't have like i said it yeah in the podcast everyone has design envy because it's like oh that must be so much easier what's actually happening in that moment is we're always attracted to what we are not it's, a, it's literally the draw. So if you're looking at your body graph, the white stuff is really attractive to you because it's different. It's not you. It's something that you can experience. And you see this in relationships a lot. People either are married to exactly them, themselves or they're married to the opposite of themselves or mm. all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're so drawn towards the, the not you stuff that you really wish you were good in those areas. So... I really wish I was more stable emotionally. I really wish I had more certainty. I really wish I had defined expression. I really wish I had a defined way of being inspired. And everyone does this. Everyone does this kind of design envy, but it allows us to beat ourselves up thinking that those are flaws. And I think what human design does is empowers you to say, that's not a flaw. That's just not your strength. It's not where you're solid. And everything that you're open in, you become an authority for other people because you experience the whole gamut of it. Right. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you can take all those people who told you, you need to be strong in this area. Mm -hmm. You can tell them to say, I mean, you can say, thank you, Mm -hmm. but. It's not my gift. 
No, no. you're actually wrong. Mm. And that's okay. Mm. And it, you can be wrong well, and it, because you don't know me. <laughs> but let me tell you, here's yeah, some human design yeah. stuff. And it also, um, it really drives home the point that we are supposed to be in tribes. Because mm, yeah. you're not supposed to be self-sufficient and do everything in yourself. There's even a gate in the ancient I Ching. There's, there's quotes like, change does not exist in a vacuum. You can't just be everything independently on your own. You absolutely have to have the other bits and pieces. And it just really drives home the point that you're not supposed to be good in all areas. You're not supposed to have constant self-worth and certainty and expression and it's hard work and in relationships we say that if the relationship has all the centers defined it's not a great relationship because there's nowhere to go you've got everything it's like a little unit but there's no interest there's no experience outside of it interesting it goes super deep yeah. interesting very interesting and just touching on relationships as well if you know your seek your venus sequence and you know your partner's venus sequence or your business partner's venus sequence you can watch yourself trigger each other in that way and actually understand and understand how to bring it back to calm because we all do it we get triggered and we just tense up and everything happens and you can watch it happen yep. and use some of the sequences to break through and come back to the table basically I think that that is <laughs> priceless information mm. to have mm -hmm. because it allows you to pause in the moment. You know, you hear everyone say, mm. you know, if you're upset, just take a breath, just pause. Most of us, I would assume, mm. myself included, when trigger happens, we almost don't have the, the sight to pause. Mm. We're, we just get kind of swept up in the the moment mm -hmm. and i am emotional so it's mm. double whammy for me and just having this knowledge allows gives you permission to pause mm -hmm. it almost is like it's like okay uh, what i'm experiencing is happening for a reason mm -hmm. let's figure out what that is because mm -hmm. it's for a reason it's not just because mm -hmm. mm. and i think it's interesting actually because we can watch it happen within our business partnership and it does like we don't we're not always like absolutely happy with each other all the time not because there's anything wrong but because we get triggered and the way to, we the way we move through it is actually through the healing sequences that are at the core of our venus sequence and you might not fully know this but i i watch it happen for us because my um healing from my first line wound is honesty and yours is to reconnect so what we do when we go into one of our kind of spaces where something has stressed us both out and mm. it's caused a problem, you separate. I start to not tell my truth and like separate in a different way. Right. And the way we resolve that is I say, and we like, honesty week th three or four weeks ago, wherever now, uh -huh. I literally say, can I be brutally honest? You go, it would be great if you were. And I give you the honesty and you come back to the table. And it's that thing of the... I always know that you need to keep coming back to the table because I keep you connected. But I also know that I need to keep being honest and that's the thing that brings you back to the table. And it's that tendency to disconnect, bring you back in. And the tendency to suppress your truth, speak it. And it's that knowing that within our dynamic, that those are healing moments and they always take us 
to the next level. Um, because if you do have close allies in your life, whether that's partners, business partners, you're in each other's lives because you're soul allies. And that's the whole point. You're soul connected. You're here to do something together. And that means that you're here to trigger each other because it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense <laughs> if you weren't. So, so yeah, that's kind of um, having that knowledge and that awareness. It's not mandatory that you know each other's wound patterns but it also gives you another thing so that these relationships don't become oh i've always had conflict in that relationship it's like yeah because it's like you've got karma yeah there's a there's a reason for it and here you can understand it and there's relief in that Mm, and these are the ways to move through it and if you notice that you've gone in this way this is the opposite thing that you need to do to get back into some space of neutral but you're right, you know, when I think the other thing that Jinkies allows us to do is relax somatically much more into the universe as it exists, mm. which again changes the nervous system. So it changes how quickly you will go into trauma triggers and, you know, that kind of Hulk mode and that fight, flight, freeze, sympathetic dominance. So it gives you the capacity to pull it back much more quickly. Um, so there's so many benefits to knowing this stuff. I believe anyway. I think so. Yeah. And it's, I think for us as coaches in a coaching practice, I think there is so much mileage in adding these skills into our wheelhouse because it speeds things up. Like it allows for you to not need to go into, like you were saying, parts work on every single experience in your past or, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, there's some, the, there's certain things where you absolutely need the techniques. You need to do the parts work. You need to do the, um, you know, inner child stuff. You mm-hmm. need to do the empty chair process. You need to actually physiologically walk your way through healing the moments of, of your life, which are painful. Um, but a lot of the stuff is like secondary to that. It's add-ons to that. And so you get to speed things up to get back home, basically. And who doesn't want to speed things up as far as your own personal growth? It's not sitting, meditating, you know, Mm. 50 years in a Mm. monastery, which is awesome. Mm. Wish I had the discipline. But the insight and, again, the word relief just keeps coming because it it was such a relief. The more that I learned, the more I understood and the more I was able to forgive myself, forgive others around me, Mm. like, and move more efficiently through my own life, understanding Mm. what my strengths were, how I am able to communicate or not communicate, depending on your, your type with business partners, with friends, with those around me. Why... You know, why does this stuff work for me, but this stuff doesn't? Mm-hmm. It's like, why does this strategy work for me? And and I, you know, get to a good place. And then this strategy seems like it should work. Mm. And then it doesn't. What the heck is going on? Mm. This is a way to understand why that is, what that is. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and acceptance. I think it really allows you to just accept who you actually are rather than all this, you know, personal development which is getting to be somebody that you're not 
Like it, it, there is a, there's, a, there's two different ways to do inner work. One is personal development, which is all about trying to get yourself to a place where you don't belong. And the other is personal growth, which is about your own inner evolution and being you and being the best version of you that you can be. And being the best version of you that you can be isn't adding skill sets. It's really recognizing that you can accept who you are. Who you truly are. Right. Yes. Right. And so I think that there's a big tendency to strive in this world. And it's always this competition to be, it's that comparison society. It's like, I want to be that person. I want to have that, I want to have that job or do that. It's like, hmm, yeah, use this, use the tools which allow you to really fall in love with who you are. Yeah. You don't need to be more. No. Just be who be you, you are because yeah. you was designed perfectly to fit in exactly where it is. Right. And the more of that you can reveal for yourself, hmm. the easier everything is. Hmm. And I think the huge thing to say is knowing your wound sequence, for example, doesn't stop you getting triggered. It just gives you awareness when you are of what's happening. So the route to forgiveness for being triggered is much quicker. Hmm. And the route back to stable ground is quicker. Hmm. So it just speeds everything up. And I think for, for me... I, I almost feel like I've done a disservice to clients who I haven't given their human design and jinkies to because it feels like it's such an empowering technology to be able to share with people. Um, it's why, you know, when we designed Unveil Premier, it was like we would be doing our clients a disservice if we didn't give them all of the things that I know can help given my history and training and experience. And mm. that includes nutrition and supplements and biohacking. And, you know, we had a ton of stuff delivered today because we, it's keeping attentive to the fact that we are a soul and a very, very, very basic human vehicle means that you have the whole spectrum of self that you get to optimize. So, yeah. And I genuinely believe that coaches can be empowered to incorporate all of this within their skill set um, because I think it makes a difference. No matter what kind of coach you are, I think if we can deliver some training which allows people to grasp type mm-hmm. for human design, mm-hmm. um, the not-self strategies of the open centers and profile, you've revolutionized somebody's coaching practice. And if we can give someone the tools to know how to physiologically prioritize, you know, hydration, nutrition, sleep, those things, you've revolutionized somebody's practice. So it's very exciting what I get to do, not just for our clients, but also for the coaching world and the landscape of healing. It's, it's, it's so exciting. And to be honest, I have a lot to thank Brace for because I didn't realize how exciting all of this was and how empowering it was until I accidentally dropped human design into one of our conversations during, Mm -hmm. it was like a complete accident. I never intended to talk about it. I never intended to do anything with it. And it's been, you know, a big part of our dynamic is your absolute enthusiasm for all of the things that is kind kind of in my brain somewhere. And the random stuff that just comes out and you're like, what? And I was like, I have no idea where I learned that. It just, it's just there because I've been in this world for so long. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it, uh, again, 
I keep saying the same things over and over, but it's because it's the truth. Mm. To be able to go to myself, mm. understand myself better, mm-hmm. massive, mm. then to be able to gift that to someone else, mm-hmm. massive, mm-hmm. to be able to guide people and help them understand mm. themselves, another massive gift. It's like, mm. who wouldn't want mm. to up-level mm-hmm. to that place? It's pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty amazing. So, in not a very concise nutshell, but some some kind of nutshell, that's how we use kind of the basics of human design. But just to say as well, having your design given to you can be triggering. And this is the thing that I wanted to put a pin in for later. It's like, it tells you a lot about a person when you tell them how they were designed to be and they react away from it, or they've constantly been doing the opposite, or they've built their career on a not-self strategy. Mm-hmm. And actually giving that to somebody in a coaching container where you then get to help them through it. Through it, yeah. And actually use it as information. So everything is data. Everything is data. It's like, it's not just what I'm telling you, say, you know, how you, your sleep routine. It's not just do this sleep routine. It's like, you're not doing it. Why aren't you doing it? What's the motivation behind you willfully not doing the thing that you know you should do? Cause I've told you as a health coach that you should do it. That's information. It's, it's data rich. So it's not just the tools. It's how we respond to them that can tell a coach or even yourself where to go. Yeah. And it's not about judgment. It's not, it's about curiosity. It's about, okay, so you're, you know, not doing the sleep routine that I've recommended for you and you know sleep is your problem. Why? Why? And honestly, these are the deepest, deepest wounds that we uncover when you start getting into this. It's like, particularly the health stuff that we bolt in as well. And this is slightly off topic from human design jinkies, but it's about like everything that we do. So you're giving someone, this is how to take care of yourself and they don't do it. And it's like, that is a question. Who, who told you that you weren't worth taking care of? And in there, you've got worlds to unpack. It just gave you like six months of coaching. <laughs> there's there's six, six months of coaching for everybody, yeah. whether you're with a coach or with a therapist uh, or just by yourself. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Lots to look at. Mm. Lots of questions to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah? yeah. 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 It's feeling good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Well, for those of you who have been on this journey with us, we want to say thank you. Thank and you. Yes, you made it through two one-hour, 20-minute podcasts, which were super deep. Super and intensive. And this kind yeah. of like closing one where it's been considerably shorter but yes and if this is just where you're you're coming in sure. to, to listen we definitely recommend listening to the previous two weeks yes uh and this podcast will actually make so, so much, much more, more sense. sense yeah and just so you know we didn't use visuals you can you know take your dog for a walk be washing the dishes and just get immersed in not just what was said 
but I'm very intentional when I say things and how I say things. So each one of those podcasts, and just to give like context, we recorded them both yesterday and this is the next day. You're listening to them weeks apart, but we've recorded them all quite close. Yesterday afternoon after um, we kind of had finished, I felt like I'd given two whole transmissions of information within what I'd shared. So I'm hoping that even though the human design one was very data intensive and the Gene Keys one was very meta intensive, Mm -hmm. even if you don't fully grasp all the concepts, energetically underneath them was transmitted some real gems of gold. And same too today, there's been some huge things that I've heard come out of my mouth, which are like, ah, that's actually really good stuff to noodle into. So... I hope that everyone feels complete around this trio of topics um, and feels like this is a no-brainer. And we'd love for you to come and work with us within our Premier Container. It is exclusive and it is we don't have very many spots available because of the intensity with which we work with clients. Um, but if you're interested, send us an email and let us know. Um, any of our email addresses reach out at unveilenterprises.com or email podcast at unveilenterprises.com if you just want to know more um, there are, we'll try and fill the show notes with as many resources as I can think of um, there's loads of free content on Gene Keys on YouTube there's loads of free content on human design in very many places but do be careful of the quality of the human design content you consume because it's become a bit um, distributed in terms of where the quality is um, But yeah, if you're interested, if you want to know more, we'd highly encourage the deep dive. Um, And yeah, if you're a coach who's interested in learning to do this. Yeah, there will be an opportunity for you to to learn a lot more. A lot more. And if you're interested in that, you can sign up to our newsletter. The sign-up links, we'll probably try and pop those in the show notes, but wherever you got to this from, it's in our Instagram bios and all that kind of stuff. And if you're interested in in learning more, please email academy at unveilenterprises.com and we will add you to our list about all of that. Wonderful. (laughs) But for now, my name is Brace Harris. And I'm Victoria Fenton. And we are Unveiled. Unveiled.